Blog Talk Radio. Sorry I missed last week. had a technical problem. Same thing if I had a technical problem with uh, the last show on Eminem. Uh, the poster was uh, straight out of Compton. And um, people have been telling me they, uh, they've been seeing the, uh, the videos on YouTube. But like near the last five, ten minutes, the video starts going out of sync. That's an engineering problem. Um, like I said, <clears throat> I'm captain of the USS Videoland Express. And Scotty, I need help. The lithium crystals is messing around with my engineering. I have, not, I have no idea what I'm doing with, with the engineering. It was up to depend on somebody else. So when there's uh, noise problems and um, things out of sync like that, I I have to go back to the studio and talk to them and see what's going on with that. Okay, now as people said, um, what happened to that music site? And again, I'm a musician, composer, producer, but not an engineer. Okay, so that's the little stumbling uh, block. But I missed a uh, uh, BTR show only because uh, I knew there was going to be a lot of Star Wars, Star Trek news. So I figured, let me combine that. Um, I usually start off with box office and all that. I'm going to kind of mention it halfway through the show. I'll, I want to get right into Star Wars and Star Trek. But first, this little quick announcement. We're going to go right into um, Star Wars news. Okay. Um, so we had the problem with Compton. I put it up and realized the whole thing was completely out of sync. I took our last show off. I'm basically I'm going to have to redo that show. Uh, we have two more, three more shows. Two in September, the 12th and uh, the 26th, and one more show in October. Since so I'm going to be going on the road. Now there's going to be another repeat on MNN this coming Saturday. That's going to be an old show uh, because the last two, three shows were, uh, were also out of sync. The Captain Show was a total wipeout. Um, you know, I managed to do a bunch of live shows one after another. That's the one that really got beat up as far as. I have, there was basically there was no sound on it, so uh, again they recorded it and something happened with the engineering. So, but uh, we're gonna have three more shows. Eminem. Uh, this Black Talk Radio is on for a week, every week, weekly, should I say? Uh, mainly because, uh, like I said last week, I just took a break and wanted to put everything on this uh, special today. Uh, and then the other news: Where's the music show? Well. Here's the thing. Very simple. First, I have to put up the website. There is a uh, YouTube uh, for Ferenki Sun. So I'm kind of tuning that up. So when I do the live show, um, well, should I say, it, it, I do it live, but it's pre-taped live, which means that I cannot play music over the air only at the beginning. I cannot play music during the show. So the thing's kind of pre-taped after I do an actual live show on talk show radio. That's for the music show. I'm going to be playing DJ. I'm going to be playing all original music. But with that is, uh, we're fixing up the Brooklyn studio. And we're going to be taking pictures, adding that to the website. So all those three things are going to come alive. So when I do the, um, the music show, we'll have the website going. And we'll have YouTube. YouTube is going to all have original music. That's going to be another channel together. I'm putting them all. So once I do the, that music show, boom, you got the website. And the brand new website is different from Vanilla Express, and you can also have 
uh, the music being played on YouTube. Okay, but right now if you want to get a hint of it, you go to a blog page. Okay, and if you just type in Video Land Express on Google or Yahoo, you will find the website and the blog page. The blog page has a connection to the website. It has all the widgets for the radio shows, and I added a brand new SoundCloud. Uh, right now, it's one of the themes of Video Land Express is playing. You click on SoundCloud, it will take you to my SoundCloud page. That is a preview to the music thing. So we're getting that going, and that's going to expand in September. Basically, by the next uh, talk show radio, excuse me, Black Talk Radio Show, that's this one you're listening to, when that premieres uh, for the brand new show for September, next week, the music show will be playing. Anyway, that's about it. Let's go right into Star Wars news. Okay, also, if you go to our Black uh, Radio uh, main page, there's a, a link for the, for the blog page. Basically, bookmark the blo uh, blog page, and that, that will take you to everything else. Anyway, the big announcement is I will be doing a, a new, brand new Black Talk Radio show either Wednesday or Thursday, or maybe even Friday. I might delay it just to wrap up the whole Star Wars announcement, 18 hours of them previewing all the Star Wars toys. Again, in my 25 years of me doing this show uh, live on MNN, uh, Black Talk Radio for the past three years, um, and the talk show will probably will start playing. I forgot to mention that we'll be playing starting September. We have a, again another technical sound engineering problem with that. I'm not happy with the way the sound phone calls sound. That's why I put a uh, kind of hold on that. Another announcement next week. But anyway, um, this is the first time in 25 years I've seen anything this global. Usually, they make a couple of announcements, bring new toys for Christmas, and boom. And this is like 18 hours nonstop. What it is is every country uh, at 12 midnight is premiering some of the toys. So it will be like London, then it will be Paris, down on down under will be Australia, then it goes to China. So every other hour it is 12 midnight. It's like a New Year's, you know. Uh, I think Australia's ahead of us or something like that. They're already celebrating New Year's. Well, they'll be here. It's only about 6 p.m. like that. And then London, London is 12, uh, what? It's uh, 12 p.m. and I think it's over here like 9 or 12. Or some what year that idea. Anyway, so it's going to be around the clock. Every country is going to be premiering uh, some, some part of the toys as, of the lineup. There was a catalog, a 64-page catalog of what they're going to be showing. I put that in my blog. I put that last uh, last Thursday into Friday. Again, I put it this past Monday and Tuesday on my blog. And it shows you all the toys. But I'm really surprised that they're pushing this more than in the movie itself. That's what got me on this one. In 25 years, I've never seen anything like this. This is a bigger deal than the movie itself. Now, of course, Variety Magazine, a bunch of other ones, they're predicting because they're going to have one month the movie's going to be booked solid in IMAX for a month. And that's going to mean much more million of bucks. My thing is that I'm mentioning because of Jurassic World. Now, Jurassic World is going to premiere um, in 3D IMAX for one week only. It's being repeated, basically. But it's only going to be in the 3D IMAX for, uh, movies for, uh, for about a week. They're going to see how that tests out. That means everybody already seen the movie, seen it. But some people have not seen a 3D Max, or they want to go see it again to get that experience. I'm talking about repeaters. People are going to see Star Wars, it's going to be repeaters. Never mind it's going to be an IMAX and 3D and everything like that. 
Everybody said, because of that, it's going to break a Titanic and Avatar records. That's what everybody's looking at. It's going to be repeated. Uh, I mean, Grand Theft Phantom Menace had two or three generations, actually two generations seeing that. This is going to have three generations. And I said this before, James Bond is going to have four generations. Um, a generation older than me, when, they, when Sean Connery was playing James Bond, they might go to the theaters. The generation past me, they don't go to theater. They stay home. Screw that. <sighs> they don't want. They don't want to get shot up. They don't want to bother with uh, people with cell phones. None of that. But this generation might go see James Bond in movies, okay? Because they got the whole idea of Spectre. Now back to Star Wars again, because it'll be three generations. But if it's Phantom Man is bad, it might tie up, tie up, yeah, tie up with Titanic. But that's about it. So. They're making a big deal out of this. You know, already the petitions, oh, it's going to be an avatar. Eh, 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 eh. It has to do with repeats. doesn't matter if we got the 3D IMAX, uh, you know, ticket price cheap. And I said this before. It has to do with repeaters. But they're really, really making this uh, a whole big deal as far as uh, the toy section. I never saw anything like that. Uh, what I'm waiting for is, where is the trailer for with Luke, uh, Luke Skywalker? And we still haven't seen Princess Leia. And we only got like three months. It's about October, November. Because, you know, right after Thanksgiving, you really don't need a trailer. People who are going to see it are going to go see it. I know. You don't need to put any, put any more money into marketing or anything like that. I said something that I mentioned in the, in the last week's show. Um, but uh, something that's really jumping on the bandwagon, along with Star Wars fans, and this is what I kind of like because I'm going to ask you a question. Star Trek or Star Wars? I'm a sci-fi fan, and I'm a spoiled brat. I can't get enough science fiction. Woodley Scott, I was just listening to Exodus, Gods and Kings. That's a, re a remaking, retelling of the Ten Commandments when uh, Moses uh, parts the Red Sea. Okay? Um, this picture is kind of like a low tie, and they cross the beach, and the tie comes back in. But anyway, um, and something that Woodley Scott uh, mentioned, because now he just announced today. It's by coincidence. I, I never got to run to the to the commentary with this guy, because he always does great commentaries. I didn't think much of the film Gods and Mon uh, Gods and Monsters. Oh, excuse me, Gods and Kings Exodus. Um, so the, I never got around to getting the the, the Blu-ray. This copy was in the library. Da da da. No piracy here, folks. No bootlegging. Sitting in the library. Said, let me let me see this film again. It's very well detailed, but it's almost a completely different movie from Ten Commandments. And that's what threw me off. Moses was more of a military guy. But in the commentary. Um, and by coincidence, I saw this this week. I, I took it up in the library. And, we, and they made an announcement. Well, this guy made an announcement that he's going to go ahead. Now that he did The Martian with Matt Damon, they're going to come out with uh, Prometheus. He's jumping right on the bandwagon. They just wrapped it up. It's being post-production, editing. They're finishing that up. And he already did location scouting. And as a matter of fact, in this movie, Exodus, Gods and Kings, the remaking of Ten Commandments, they used certain scenes of Prometheus. When the alien, the, uh, the alien engineer at the very beginning, when he's walking through the land, they shot extra footage. That extra footage got deleted to edit the movie down because it was running too long. They took that footage and they put it into Exodus. And this is really Scott's um, uh, announcement that he made uh, yesterday or into today that Prometheus is going to be the next picture. And he's going to start filming in January, and right after that, he's going to go into Alien 5. 
Now, that was directed, I forget his name, Neil, whatever, um, English director. He did District 9. He has an idea to get Sigourney Weaver back to do Alien 5. And it's a movie going to take off where um, Maccabean, uh, Colonel Hicks, I believe, or Commander Hicks, remember his, uh, his face was burned with acid. And in the third movie, um, when she's on the moon with a clean-shaven head, and she's in a penal colony, like a prison. Of course, the, the little girl and Hicks both died due to the, the ship crash. Well, they're going to write that off. And so, Whipley's going to come back, the little girl's going to come back, and Michael Bean, that's Hicks, is going to come back. Okay? Now, even though it's being uh, directed uh, by, the, by Neil, who did District, uh, District 9, Willie Scott is still the producer. He's still executive producer. So as soon as, done, as, soon as he's done Prometheus, he's going to go right into um, Alien Number 5, which, which means it's about two years away. Again, another science fiction thing, which I love. Now, I'm not happy with Prometheus. I don't like the first movie. But um, Willie Scott said something uh, kind of filmmaking very interesting. When he did another movie... Uh, what was that? I, I, oh God, I forgot the name of the movie. And the movie was about four hours. He had to cut it down. Uh, Kingdom, oh, The Kingdom to Heaven. Right. Um, and he said he had to edit the movie down and, and get rid of a subplot about one of the sons. And the reason for that, it was he said it's their money. They have the right to cut it down. And we decided, we decided to comply to that. Now, um, I said there's, a, there's an idea there of let the producer do let the let the producer let the director do what he wants. Okay, you get an, and and this one he said let it run. What he didn't like and this is pertaining to um, uh, to Fantastic Four. Everybody knows I didn't like the movie. Okay, and he he just uh, basically said let the, let him run with the idea, and the director should stand his ground. But he doesn't like the idea of young ones who only have one picture underneath their belt, like uh, Colin Trevormore, who did Jurassic World. He had one picture, safety net guaranteed, and then he went ahead and they gave him $20 million, no, $150 million to do Jurassic World. And really, guy said, that's, you're playing with fire there. There's nothing wrong backing up a young director, but when they give him a big mega production, and, you know, his first time out, he could be overwhelmed, and that's what happened with the Fantastic Four. They, they, it was therefore the highest guy. They shouldn't have hired him. Uh, we only did one picture. Chronicles of, you know, a team of young guys. And figure, well, that's Opus League, right? Well, they didn't, they didn't talk to each other. And the main reason I'm saying that, another thing, uh, sci-fi picture, real quick. Dune. You remember Dune? They're still talking about remaking that again. Um, I got a book here by Rob Lowe. Who? The hell is he doing in this damn episode? Rob Lowe actually came close to doing Dune. That was the David Lynch version. Okay? Um, I forget. Uh, uh, what's his name again? The star of that picture? Because Patrick Stewart was in that uh, uh, picture. That's why I'm kind of tying this up. See? A little connection there? Anyway. Um, he went to he went to join Agents of Shield. I forgot the, the, the I can't think of it. McCracklin? That's his name. Ah, I'm going brain dead here. Don't mind me, folks. But anyway, Robert Lowe was came close to doing 
Dune. He didn't want to do a three-picture deal. It was supposed to be a trilogy. He bowed out. And uh, he mentioned that in another autobiography. He's got about two or three of these, uh, two, uh, two or three of these books. Anyway, Love Life, he says, um, one of the greatest things about being a struggling actor is that no one cares about the artistic choices you make or anything else that you can do for that matter. But when Viacom, Comcast, or Disney is writing you paychecks, Sometimes they're going to want to have their say. This is absolutely fair. It's their money. Most of the time, everyone coexists. But when it goes bad, it goes. It does so in a hurry. And like most businesses, the boss and employee have two completely opposite world views. Okay? And Bruce Rappel also produced, believe it or not. He did a couple of producing projects. So he's a producer also known as an actor, a very good behind the scenes. Um, John Cryer. They then just announced uh, the top three moneymakers, John Cry, John Aniston, and for Jim Parsons, are the highest paid actors on TV. Okay? Um, and so Rob Lowe also says, and John Cry says, you know, it's their money, but, you know, when things go sour, everybody starts pointing to each other. That's a little reference uh, to Fantastic Four. Um, and then obviously they see something like uh, Compton. That comes out of nowhere, and it will cause a hundred million mark. Anyway, Star Trek news. Patrick Stewart. He was in Dune. I just saw. This, uh, I got a channel here. Um, movie TV, Movie Laugh, or something like that, or Laugh TV channel. Some channel that I, I get. A cable channel. And Steve Martin, who was a great writer. He plays the banjo now. He's starred in a lot of movies, The Jerk, etc. He did a movie called L.A. Story. Patrick Stewart is in that, doing a, a, a quick cameo as the owner of a restaurant, speaking like English and French. Yeah, well, well, he's English, but he's speaking like with a French accent, like the Metro D. Uh, yes, you want the table, you know, with that completely Captain Picard accent. And he does it. He's got a mustache. He's got hair. Check it out. L.A. Story, Steve Martin. I believe it's right in the middle of the movie. Of course, he just um, just premiered um, Blunt Talk, where he does a uh, he's a talk show host. Okay, and of course, he's got all kind of issues and problems and. Drug habits and everything like that. Really funny. Um, produced by Seth MacFarlane. Seth, Seth MacFarlane, MacFarlane, get the name right. Um, because they're talking uh, for Star Wars fans. Uh, where's my page? I lost my page here. Oh, my reference page. Hold on, hold on. Oh, there we go. Um, that Brent Spiner doing a cameo. Yes, I met a Brent Spiner, believe it or not. Right, I think, like, like the first or second year of Star Trek. And I didn't recognize him at first, only when he did a top profile. He, I saw him on the end train in New York City. At that time, the train was going uptown to Broadway, where he was doing 1776, the musical. Look that up in IMDb, folks. They made a movie out of it. And he, he sang and danced and everything there. That, that was the musical about the, the, the Declaration of Independence. Okay, Look it up in IMDb. It, is, it was made in a movie where he did the Broadway show. And then, but he had white hair. Tall guy. Was that him, a profile? And as soon as he got, uh, got off the train on 49th Street on Broadway, where, he, where right across the street uh, where the theater was, I yelled, yo, Brent! And the door's closed. He did turn around. He looked at me, and I just waved. That was it. That was my Brent Spaniel ca cameo. And said, that was him. Which meant he, put, he had a lot of makeup and he had a wig on on that show. I thought that was his, always his sale. But anyway, also Richard Lewis was, was on Blunt Talk. And the little irony, if you ever saw the show, that Richard Lewis actually goes to therapy every week. He's got to go to a therapist. He said this on The View. He was on that show many times. He was on um, 
uh, Jay Leno show, he says, yeah, I got to go to a therapist. And the funny thing is this show, he plays a therapist. So it was a little inside joke there. Anyway, Star Trek fans, uh, Talker, it looks like it's going to be a hit, and they're, gonna, they're talking to um, some of the cast members. Uh, they're talking to number one, um, LaForge. I can't think of the original names. So they're all going to be making a cameo. Now, right now, some of these guys are going to be – they just announced Star Trek Cruise. That's right. You know there's a Star Trek uh, exhibit in Las Vegas. Well, they're going to have uh, a ship cruise. So it takes you to one of the islands in the Caribbean. And there's a link. I, I believe I, I posted it either this past Tuesday or past Wednesday. Look at my blog. There's a link. It has all the news. And a lot of, like, uh, the doctor from Bolgia, uh Roberto Picardo, Picardo. I forget his name again. I'm going blank in names today. But anyway, uh, he's going to be hosting a family feud kind of thing. Um, the Q, um, John Delancey, he's going to have a masquerade ball. So a lot of people from actual of um, from all the shows. Um, William has William Shannon is going to host the cruise. He's an original Star Trek. People from Bolgia and uh, DS9. I forgot if somebody's doing something there. Anyway, they got some. They got a couple of people from all the shows, and they're going to do this cruise. Take my money. <laughs> I wish I was on that cruise. Okay. Um, that's some some of the things that's going on with that. Of course, Simon Pegg is writing the script, and he was in um, Jimmy Fallon about two weeks ago, and he said, I'll, "I'm going to make sure it's not going to be bad as the odd numbers." Then he realizes, "Oh crap! I'm writing an odd number." That was always an old joke between Star Trek fans. The, uh, the even numbers of the Star Trek films were good, and the odd numbers were always bad. Well, they had two bad back to back, and that was uh, what was it? Uh, Start to next generation. That was Insurrection and Nemesis. Nemesis was a Star Trek film that nobody went to see. It didn't even clear $60 million at the box office. Box office Mojo wouldn't even say how much the movie made. Okay, that's the one that they didn't break even. Box office Mojo would not say how much that movie made for years. So years later, they finally put up the price. But anyway, um, so they're really pushing Star Trek because they they just kind of jumping on the bandwagon of Star Wars. I don't look at it that way. Some people said that. I don't think so. Again, asking my question, I am a Star Wars fan. I am a Trekkie and a Trekker, okay? I'm also a Jedi Master. I love everything. I can't get enough. The Star Wars should be on TV. They uh, look at Star Wars. They got the Star Wars Rebels, okay? They bring Darth Vader and a bunch of other uh, the Highlander Carissian, okay? Um, they're going to have all the spin-off movies, okay? Can't get enough. Now what I can't, what I'm getting enough is superhero films, and you saw the joke this week that they put Superman on hold. So Men of Steel is supposed to have a sequel, and they said no. And there was a picture of Henry Cavill yelling and doing the movie, and somebody put a caption, "But you give Ben Affleck Batman a trilogy, and you won't give me a sequel." <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, they're gonna go with Affleck for a trilogy, an older Batman. Something that's been done on the DC comic animation movies, which I think works really good. And I've been saying that, you know, just take one of the DC animation movies. Um, was it the, the latest Batman Unlimited, which I thought was better than the first one. That had the Penguin and the uh, Animatrix. Well, the, what was it? It was a tiger and some other thing, a cheetah or something like that. Uh, this one, they had the Joker. 
Batman Unlimited with the Joker and his team. They had the uh, was it uh, Clayface? They had the Banshee um, and who was it? Uh, uh, the big okay, the big goofus guy who talks like the Hulk, which I thought was better than the one with the Penguin. Batman Unlimited, two films. They both played great. Um, and Men of Steel just got screwed. They won't give him the sequel. They're just going to make him concentrate on Justice League, but then now they're talking about Batman. Now, the reason I'm saying that, I grew up with Batman, and we heard that Batgirl passed away. Yvonne Craig, the original Batman series. If you look at the Blu-ray, that had the pilot episode. I tried to find it on YouTube. They won't, they won't put it up. I think it was up there once, and they took it out. Yvonne Craig has her own pilot TV uh, series. Um, it's a little 10-minute pilot that's on the Blu-ray where she fights the Morse Man. Ed and Batman and Robin make a cameo at the, at the end. She almost came close to getting her own show, own TV series. Uh, she goes from modeling to, bad, to, to, to the Batcave. She wrote a book which I never got a chance to read, and she was comfortable being the Batgirl. You know, it did give her, um, from being a one year, it gave her a lot of, uh, business opportunities, and she she managed to have a good career out of that. Okay, and the last thing, um, a little sad news, um, is somebody who was uh, um, on, on the East Coast, you people on the West Coast were not familiar. His name was uh, Leonard Roseman, and he used to dress up um, as Batman, go to children's hospitals and gives and put out gifts and everything like that. He had his own. He kind of remodeled his car to look like the Batmobile, and he was involved in an accident and passed away. I thought that was sad. I mean, somebody does charity work and everything like that. Um, so it goes to show you how strong Batman is, and and they really worry about Batman versus Superman. <laughs> they said they had an edited cut, and they now they're gonna to change the date already again because they want to say they want to make it better. How bad is it that you have to go and retool it and edit again? With Star Wars, it looks like they're going out, and Simon Pegg is behind Star Trek. As a matter of fact, uh, Simon Pegg, uh, he did that movie, Paul. Um, I, 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 got done, I got into so much talking. Two movies I want to recommend. Aloha, not too bad. It is a date movie. It is kind of weak, so recommended. Love and Mercy. Uh, John Cusack did a movie with Jackie Chan. Something about the dragon, if I get the title, I recommend that. Three out of five. Aloha, three out of five. And Love and Mercy, the true story about Brian Wilson. Again, four out of five. Those are the three movies I recommend. They're not solid, but two for Tuesdays. Everybody, thanks for listening to the episode. I'll talk to you in two. Talk to you next week.